Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Elle Ballard, who is a supporter of Women in Business, Life and Abundance Mentor, founder of Women of the World Network, creator of Fabulous Youth Signature Transformational Program. She helps women overcome cultural and personal barriers while helping them uncover and focus on their uniqueness. Elle's successful marketing communication and product sales experience, coupled with her international business experience, makes her approach to business unique and powerful. She has been a featured guest on the following podcasts, Expand Your Vampire, The Art of Feminine Marketing, Voice of America, and others. Elle enjoys ballroom dancing, traveling, and studies longevity and holistic health. Welcome, Elle. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Ulrike. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we will speak today about a topic that is in the mind of many, many people. I know that in my audience, many people are dreaming of it and some are doing it. It's about transitioning from employee to entrepreneur, leaving the corporate world, making this big leap and go for your dreams, your mission or something else. And we will speak about how you can make that transition. And you will give us some really interesting insights into how make some dreams potentially a reality. But before we go into the concrete tips, I would like to hear a bit more of your story, Elle. So what were barriers that you had when you started off on your own and how did you overcome them? Yes. Again, thank you so much for having me, Ricky. It's my pleasure to be here. And I'm excited for this conversation. This topic is is so important, you know, as a lot of a lot of us are transitioning today. So I'm excited to speak about the topic. Let me share about myself. So I am originally from Kazakhstan. I was born in Kazakhstan and grew up. Actually, I was born in Soviet Union, USSR, which Kazakhstan was part of it at a time. Now, of course, it's a separate country. And I came to the U.S. about 20 years ago, moved to the U.S. And I had a small business in my country where that's where I think I got hooked <laughs> into the entrepreneurship field. And I loved creating and, and making the business work. But then when I relocated, I knew that U.S. has a lot of opportunities for business, but I didn't know how it's going to look like, what it's going to be. So I went to finish MBA program in business, got Master of Business and Marketing, and then I worked for a couple of different companies in software companies, doing marketing for those companies. And I learned a lot. And then I this idea of being in business and building business was always in the back of, of my mind. But, you know, I guess I couldn't leave my corporate job. We always have been a family of two incomes. And, you know, my daughter was about to go to college. So I didn't know what to expect was college life. So I kept postponing it. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just leave because I didn't know how it will, will be for us financially and all of that. But, you know, it, they say how when you are ready life gives you the situation, life pushes you. Uh, and so it happened this way that the company I was working for was bought by a big company. So they already had a lot of people doing the work we did. So 
a few of us were, you know, let go. And this for me was a huge sign of, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to just go in transition. And so then I decided not to look for another job and go into business for myself. Do you have a very concrete plan of what you want to do when you go on your own? You know, was it always clear what kind of business you will have? Mm -mm. I did not. Uh, I did not. I uh, Initially, I was in direct sales, which gave me great experience for sales because I have not done sales. I did marketing before. So having this combination of marketing and sales experience um, was great. But then working in this uh, role, I kind of realized what is close to my heart, what I want to really do, who I am, right? Because it's the entrepreneurship journey is beautiful that way because it uncovers more of who we are in the process. You know, we cannot hide that. And the more I, I did that, I realized, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to create platform for women like me who are maybe transitioning or maybe moved to a new environment. And so I decided that I want to support those women, women like me who came from a different country or moved from a city. And so that's how Women of the World Network was, was born. And so from there, we started building the community. And of course, it's always sharpening and deepening this, this mission, right? So, yeah, and uh, it's been a journey, but it still is every day <laughs> that I still love. Let us still love. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand that because I went on the journey four years ago. It's a personal journey and I totally underestimated that part. Because yes. Suddenly you have no framework anymore. There's, yeah. there's just you and your ideas. Exactly. And it's a really personal leadership is probably one of the most important skills that you need as a, yeah. as a solo entrepreneur, at least, because that's really hard. Maybe when you build up a business where you sell products might be different. I have no experience with that. But me also starting off as a coach and then coach is one of these buzzwords. Everybody's a coach. And then you're facing yourself and your own doubts and your own limited beliefs. And yes. a daily, my energy went a lot into managing myself, not my tasks. The tasks mm -hmm. are the, the, let's say, easy things. But like you said before as well, when you're mentally not in the right place, Things don't fall into place and you need to get yourself mentally into the right place. Mm -hmm. And probably you can only know if you're in the right place when you're already there. So when you are, yeah. there, you are already in this, I am on my own role because suddenly you realize, wow, that's really different. So yeah. is there yeah. any mistake that you made where you would say, oh, if I had known that, I would have done that one differently. Yeah. And this was part of the three tips that I wanted to share as well. Yeah. And, you know, mistakes and little failures. And it's such a, such a, a, a an important part of the journey of entrepreneurship. So it's, it's important to embrace all of that. And it's something that's different from, you know, being in a play. Of course, we make mistakes too. We fail as well. But when we are in the leadership, just like you said, when we are leading ourselves, and everything's kind of on us. It's a little bit different. I think one of the things that happened in the beginning is in, that I usually like to recommend is saving uh, saving money and don't go into unneeded expense. When just starting a business, there are so many great things that we can invest in, right, to help 
to help our business grow. And coming with this mindset from a corporate environment where that company I worked for had a little more, <laughs> you know, funds versus me here starting my own. But that does not click right away, right? Because that's what we've seen. That's what we used to. And so when I started my own, that's how the mindset, oh, I need this, I need this, you know, and this. And then the other thing is I underestimated the time where you actually, you can break even. It's, we can underestimate that time. And so things like merchant services, you know, management systems, databases, there are so many things, everything from business cards to all those systems, right? So investing wisely is my first tip. I think that's important to know. You know, we get optimistic as business owners or over-optimistic about how the things will go because we love the product we offer, right? We love the service we offer the world and we, we believe in it. We have passion for it, but we can be a little over-optimistic about how the business will go how the market will react to it and all of those things. You know, Grant Cardone said in his book, he calculated that it will take him three months, I think he's saying, to get to the income level of his previous job. And it took him three years to get to that income level, you know? And so so that's what I mean here. And this is his quote, people who develop an idea about something they want to bring in the market tend to embrace a sense of optimism that frequently causes them to grossly misjudge what it will take to complete the project. You know, that's so true where I invested in, in a few things, including merchant services. And, you know, we get so busy building at the beginning, right? It's a big to-do list and you go from one thing to another. And, and then I realized that I actually have not been even using this particular service. And several months later, I realized that I've been paying for it, but not using it, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's one of those things where you don't notice and you don't have a bookkeeper yet to tell you right? You're doing everything yourself. And that was my experience, my personal experience, where I realized I actually don't need this. So just looking at things, what we actually need, there are a lot of cost-effective or even free services that are offered today. So I would recommend do, starting there and just really starting simple and small, like a free landing page. It's just so doable you know, things like that. Yeah, I see this too. And it's right, there are many free tools. And I also totally underestimated the time that I needed to get familiar with all of these tools because you can build a lot of absolutely great stuff, especially if you have a bit of background knowledge, like you come from the marketing area, I come from corporate communications, but still it's impressive how much time it eats up. Time is eating up in a speed. And like yeah. Grant Cardone, I, I fully agree with that one as well. And I would never have thought that because when you start off, one year looks like, wow, one year is long. In one year, I will have reached my exactly. idea. <laughs> yes, no way. And I think it's very important to, to, on the one hand, understand that, but also to not be discouraged by it. Exactly. Yes. I need three years. I don't even start. Yes. So I think great things are not built overnight. And no. You need to give yourself that chance. But as you said, you need to be solid in your finances in a certain way and be able to live a while without something or even spending, actually. Because even these tools, some could, I don't know, cost uh, $20 a month. But if you have 10 of those, 
Exactly. So what else would you would you recommend if somebody says, okay, I am kind of ready. I now understand I might have work one year or two years more because I have to get this finance thing a little bit done or maybe even prepare to train myself on certain tools ahead mm -hmm. of time so that I can be quicker when I'm really into it. What do you think is a, is a good tip to transition more smoothly from employee to entrepreneur? Yeah, what you mentioned is actually so, uh, it's good as well. You know, a lot of people start on a side first. If if they have the time and, of course, an energy and, and the space to start on a side and be hybrid a little bit, right, for, so meaning having a full-time job still and building a business on a side until they are ready to fully transition, that's, I think, is important as well. Also, It's important to identify what you actually want from this business, right? What is your goal? Because sometimes if the person wants to do something on a side just to keep the passion going and everything, it's just different. It's going to be a different um, kind of business, right? The different kind of scenario versus if there is a if there is a bigger kind of goal and with a plan of to fully transition, then maybe a little bit different steps. I think that's important to identify initially as well and then starting I think self-discipline and I think you touched on it at the beginning too or the leadership self-leadership and I I want to talk about self-discipline that's important because for me also that was a big big discovery you know when we have a job uh, we have a manager we have a boss we report to and we have maybe a team of people where we meet weekly accountability we report and pro projects we are doing and things like that. So I, my mind and I myself got, was used to that being in a corporate world. Now, when I started my own business, I realized, wow, this is just me. Nobody is like, there is no goals to discuss with the team. There is no um, quarterly goal. There is no monthly goal. There is, there is everything is on me now. And if I have this goal of, of achieving things, Taking action every single day is on me. I don't have any other team members. And so that's the thing that I had to also understand for myself, have that awareness to get up every single day, no matter how the previous day went, and really build my day so that I have that self-discipline to take needed action and then to, to finish with the results and conclude with the results that I, that action brought You know, so at the beginning, I was accountable to myself. And there are groups and our community, including, you know, there are accountability circles that you can plug into, of course, and and all of that. That's I I think it's a great help for people who are building businesses, starting building businesses, because support is so important. So I think those kind of things to consider will be great, too. When we're building that self-discipline, it's important to detox also from what is not needed to be on my plate anymore, right? Because there are so many things we need to be doing. But again, thinking simple, just start simple and clearing everything that not needed to be there anymore, whatever that is. So not overwhelming yourself when starting that business. It's really about streamlining a little bit more what we are doing. What, what I realized yeah. in the beginning uh, Somebody told me that in the beginning and I didn't believe it. You sell your product first and then you develop it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what? But when somebody buys it, okay, nothing. Yes. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. But that's exactly true. I spent so much time in the beginning to develop biggest trainings ever 
mm-hmm. without even really checking the market. And I think it's, it's really about testing the market. There's so many possibilities and how you can see if there's some resonance for topics which you just throw out there somewhere to find out if this resonates with people and what they actually need and to speak with as many people as you can probably to get their learnings from their journey if they are an entrepreneur today or not. How did you manage that? Because there are so many social media channels as well. And sometimes you focus on one and do it right. And but others say, yes, but you need to be everywhere. You know, it starts with that. And that's a typical marketing question as well. How do you yeah. do that? Because it's quickly very overwhelming to be posting everywhere, commenting everywhere. It's a full-time job already. And in the yeah. beginning, you can't pay a marketing manager for that. And it's growing, right? Social media growing. Additional channels are being added. Like we have TikTok now, you know, buzzing. And um, I think two things here is one is I would say definitely don't need to be everywhere. At least at the beginning, you know, it's just an overwhelm. It's going to be overwhelming and stressful. And I would say identifying two to three channels where the target customers are, where the market is that this product is going to serve or service is going to serve. Say, for example, if it's Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, identifying those three channels, and those are the main ones for us right now too. And then doing the planning for that and content for those, just, just those three channels. And so one is identifying where majority of the market is and the other thing is, once once, identi- once you identify where the majority of your prospects are that you are helping with a product or service, I would pick the biggest channel out of those three where they go to. It could be email, right? And then directing to this one channel from all the other channels, directing the traffic to that channel as a main channel because that's the main channel, right? And then reevaluating that quarterly or maybe, you know, once in six months and see. And then the other number two is what I want to say is content wise, you know, it's don't fall into the trap of recreating content because there is a lot of content you probably already have, right? Or if you're just starting, make an inventory of the content that you have. And as you are building it, just keep adding to it and then repurposing that content. So if posted a quick video, for example, that was posted on Instagram, this video can be transcribed into a quote, repost it again. This video can be transcribed into a blog post if you do blogs. This video can be transcribed into podcast episode. Yeah. So like, you know, taking a couple of snippets of the video and really developing into a podcast. When I started putting content inventory, I realized I have so much content already. Let's move one step back. Do you think that you need to feel that you have a real purpose, a real mission to go off as a solo entrepreneur? Or do you think you can also do it just because you have a certain expertise in your area? Oh, that's a great question. First of all, I think you don't need to go in business just to go in business. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are great careers in the corporate world. You can build a beautiful career for yourself in the corporate world, right? I think at the end of the day, it depends what do you really want. And that question, by the way, can be asked several times, depending on how you're feeling and depending where you are vibrationally that day. 
I like to like being really grounded and meditating and before I even ask those important big questions of myself so that I'm not influenced what's happening that day. I think it's important because it's just for the sake of going, just because everybody is going and, you know, trying and just going to business because it's not, it's not a simple thing. There are so many things as we're like, we were talking today, you know, so many things to think about. I did not fully understand. I had this idea what I want to create, right? But I believe it's constantly shaping itself. So if we have not been in business before, have never built something, and I have this idea, I don't know how market will react to it unless I bring it to the market. And I think it's good to have a, an initial idea and mission of what you want to create. But I also think it's important to do something that you love. That's something that be prepared to do it every day, you know, every day and improve on it because it's going to grow on you. You know, as we are growing and developing through this journey, our business, our baby is also growing. And like I've seen in, in my own business and our own community, it's been deepening and it's becoming something bigger. And then it, when you see it's becoming bigger than yourself, <laughs> you know, it has that. So that's a, that's beautiful. But Thing to watch yeah I think if you don't know at the beginning but you feel that you want to don't feel that that should stop you as well you know perfection is not required in business and I have to remind myself of that all the time <laughs> because if I you know if I want everything perfect everything in place it's not going to happen I will keep postponing it but is there something that's on your heart that you feel that you really want to do? Just do it and just start. And then it's going to grow on you. It's going to be, you're going to be perfecting it. You're going to be adding to it. You're going to be making it better and better and better as time goes. It's a permanent balance between, like you said, self-discipline on the one hand, but also self-love. I was, until end of last year, the worst boss I ever had. I was my own boss, but I had never had a because like, yes. I yeah. was pushing myself to the limit, working every weekend, never giving myself a break, being harsh when something is not going well, and everything. Yes. Else. So we was like, I need to work and to make it happen. And mm -hmm. you learn so much about yourself in this journey. But it's very important to position yourself rightly. Some might be super enthusiastic in the beginning, but then don't carry through. If you're such a, a profile, just create a bit of awareness what kind of profile you are. Because that gives you a bit of an outlook into which traps you might fall as well and how you be able to come out of that. Yeah, the personal branding is important. And it's important whether you're you know, staying in corporate or building a business, just identifying what, what is it that I am about? What is it that important to me? Identifying what that personal brand includes for you because uh, it doesn't matter if we transition from work to uh, from from one job to another, or if we uh, open a business, that personal brand stays with me all the time, the whole life. That's me, and that is something nobody can replace because that's me and my individual self. So I think that's important to identify. And then once you know that, that will definitely help with everything else when starting a business. Did you ever have days, or still you still certainly have these days? We all have these days. Where you're lacking energy, where you're not fully 100% behind it. What are you doing? Yes, um, 
definitely have those days. Absolutely. And we are human beings. It's, it's very natural and it's, we need to accept that as, as part of it. And I think there are days when we need to express self-love and self-care and just give ourselves a hug and have that understanding that, okay, today I'm just going to get, take care of me. I'm going to have this empathy towards me and self-appreciation and just let it go and just have those days. And then I think there are days where we need to be tougher on ourselves and push ourselves. There are days where we need, okay, time to take action, go and take action. But I think it's important to have both. We are human beings. We are not machines. Um, we are human beings with emotions, with lives that we lead outside of businesses, all of the beliefs that we grew up with. And yeah, so I think it's important to be loving to ourselves when we need to, but then being tougher on the other days when we also need to, we need to do both. Sometimes when we have those tough days, it could be a result of that we are comparing ourselves to somebody that is doing maybe, you know, better than us at that moment. And we are seeing that and we are comparing ourselves and being hard on ourselves. You know, why am, why am I not further along? Why I am stuck here? Like, why am I not getting the same results? But the truth of the matter, and that definitely is happening and happened with me. And I have to remind myself that I don't know their story. You know, I don't know how long it took them. We see their results today, but all of us have our own journeys we have to go through. And I think the key I learned is only compare ourselves with ourselves yesterday. Um, that's it. And just if I'm already ahead where I was yesterday, that's a big, huge win for me. <laughs> I love that quote. And you know what? That was one of the first ones that I wrote on a post-it and put it on the mirror of my bathroom, exactly that one, to compare myself to the person that I was yesterday and, and just to be a better version of myself. Yeah, maybe one last word because we're already coming to an end. If now we have someone in the audience who has a relatively concrete idea of what they want to do as an entrepreneur, but still postponing already for one, two, maybe even three years in the corporate world because they have a stable job and... It's not easy, like you say, if you're not pushed out of a role, yeah. there's not this moment to create that moment all by yourself. That's a different story indeed. What would you say to these people? I would say, go ahead and start. I kept postponing. I kept finding the reasons and we find these reasons. We create these reasons. We find excuses. But if you really, really want to do it, go and do it. Go and start because it's not going to happen overnight. And then as you are doing it, you know, you will figure it out. I promise you, you will figure out the every step, take one step at a time and just figure out. And then the path will show itself. But if that's something that you really want to do, that is something on your heart, start today <laughs> and do it. And then you'll figure out the rest. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Ellen. I think this is a very inspiring last word. You spoke about a little gift for the audience. What is this? Yes, I was going to share the mindset tips for those who are just starting their business, for women in business, uh, mindset tips. Perfect. We'll put the link into the show notes. That sounds really great. Where can people find you if they want to learn more? 
Yeah, lballard.com is my website. And then our uh, Women of the World Network website is womenoftheworldnetwork.com. And thank you so much for having me. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.